in a world where people try to do stuff they don't know how to do. One man, okay, two men, are standing by with the best advice on Earth. Ow. Well, most of the time. Welcome to the all-around home improvement hour. Now here's Charles Thayer and the man they call the Polish Powerhouse. Yes! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies, gentlemen, this is the greatest home improvement show known to man ever in the history of ever since before ever. This is the all-around home improvement hour. I'm excited. We're live. Live show. That means you can call in and participate. We'll be giving out that number in just a minute. Here we go, folks. Everything home improvement related and some other stuff. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Charles Thayer, and I'm always very, very honored. I am, that's right, Slayer. Charles home Thayer, improvement. the Home Improvement Slayer. Slayer, the Home Improvement Thayer. We gotta get like a deep voice to do that. Charles Thayer. Something. The Home Improvement Slayer. And that, my friends, is the Polish Powerhouse. Notice how the music changes? It gets a lot better. Stan, you're all over that, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Who doesn't like a good polka? I don't. Oh, all right. Well, besides but, you. No, I like it when we do this, but besides that. Other than that? Yeah. So you weren't, like, bumping this on the radio on no, the way in? No, that heavy metal was, was quite cool. All right. Yeah, welcome. Fair enough. Welcome, folks. Uh, we are live, and that means you can participate. Every single week, we do this little thing called the All Around Home Improvement Hour, and we like to take our work, our industry, and kind of talk about it, bring it to you, and talk about things that might affect you when you do a home improvement project or when you're hiring a contractor or uh, just just general knowledge. We hope that every single week we can give you a little golden nugget that you can take with you. <laughs> and uh, we, we have a special guest in the studio yes. today. He's going around giving everybody a little bit of love, unsolicited Kisses love. Kisses for everybody. Rocky, yep. Let's introduce our uh, guest today. We have Dennis Ricard with High Road Heating and Cooling. Dennis the super cool Dennis, I should say. How you doing? Good, good, thanks. I w like that one. Welcome back to the show. Thank it's, you. It's been a while. It's been about a month and a half. Well, maybe longer than that. Yeah, Norm Robert in here once in a while. And yep. The super hot Robin Johnson couldn't make it in, or, or were you just telling her, "Hey, hey, I got this one. I'm going in." I think uh, when you do those pre-recorded ones, it makes it a little tougher for me to make it in, and so that's where she fills in. So there, are they, uh, that, you know, and then the hunting seems season. like a good compromise, though, yeah. right? Kind of half and half. Yeah, I don't want to be here every time. Right. No, actually, I do. I wouldn't either. Well, we like having you, and we also have first-time guest, and maybe first time on the radio ever. Is that? Yes, that is correct. Scott Tober with Quality Edge. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> I thought you were going to like add more to that. I'm like, no, oh, that's it. That's it. Quality oh, yeah. Edge. No, no, thank you. I. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Um, just real quick, I just want to do a quick shout out to Hayden in Berlin. Love you, girls. Nice. I love that. He does it first, so he doesn't forget. Right. Like me. That's a good idea. Always promise the kids. Yeah, and then the show ends, and you're like, oh, crap, I forgot the shout-out and the birthday and the yeah. anniversary. 
But we're excited to have you on a fr- fresh new topic we don't talk about all that often, which is underdecking. Um, and so your 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 company is great, and, and we do a lot of that. So we're going to talk about that later. But welcome to the show, guys. We're really really glad to do this every single week and talk to our homeowners. And we want to remind the homeowners that if you want to call in and ask a question, we won't consider ourselves experts at everything, but we know a thing or two when it comes to problems around the house or experiences with contractors or how to plan for a home improvement project when you have one coming up. The number to call is 651-989-5855. Again, 651-989-5855. You can also go to allaround.com and if you ever have a question, submit a question there or email All Around Home Improvement Hour uh, or it's Home Improvement Hour at allaround.com and also catch us on Facebook. Polish Powerhouse. Yes. The season is getting late for yes. us. Uh, you're excited. Can't get later. Can't get later. Uh, next week, we are officially done roofing. Is yeah, that that's a, I mean, at last week. So, yeah, we're done roofing. It's a huge relief. It was a very, very good roofing season. So, I'm, <laughs> of course, thankful for all the roofs we were able to get done. Uh, there was a lot. I don't know the final count, but it's well into the hundreds, that's for sure. And so, yeah, we had a. Uh, our guys worked really hard this year, six days a week. Honestly, sometimes seven in a row, depending on rain days. We'd work even sometimes Sundays. So, really, shout out to them because, to be honest, you know, we could do our job great, but if we don't have good installers, we're not really any good at all. So, I guess my thanks would be to the hardworking guys and girls that are on the roofs, putting the roofs on. Yeah, that's great. So, but let me ask you. I mean, the work doesn't stop there. No, no, we don't shut down. Well, now our focus will be gutters, siding uh, is probably the main focus in the winter, and then windows, of course, too. So a lot of times when we're doing a window project, it's usually in collaboration with some sort of siding or other thing going on at the house. Sometimes we're doing just windows, but a lot of times it's involved with something else. There was a problem that caused the window to get replaced. It might not be just the window. could be the flashing above it, the roof line, the siding. So, yeah, we're, we'll definitely be busy throughout the year. Obviously, there's days where it'll be too cold to work, but... For right now, it's kind of bundle up and get out there and keep kicking butt. So, yeah, it doesn't I mean, stop. It's just a never-ending. Uh, I just can't imagine being being these guys. You know, two, three stories up in the wind, and that's where it really kicks your tail. Is in is in the wind. The wind, right? Uh, it, not even so much the temperatures, but the wind and dealing with these tools. You know, fidgeting with things that are just so small. It it's got to be a relief to just take some time and say, "All right, that's enough." Um, what would you say to, to folks that are still planning on having their roofs done, plan on having siding done, going into some of these temperatures that it's unbearable to work in? I mean, what, what are some of the precautionaries that you You can do all those things. Uh, of course, there's too cold. Uh, obviously, in Minnesota, we reach that threshold on more than one day throughout the season. I would say just make sure that whoever is putting this stuff in is using whatever installation uh, instructions change, like, for instance, roofing. There's extra steps you have to take when you do cold weather roofing. You can't just put the shingles down like you normally would. Now, you could do that, and new construction does that a lot. But if you look at the manufacturers, a lot of them will have recommendations. Uh, first thing we would do if we do a roof, we, we first of all plan way ahead in advance. We'll pre-order the shingles sometimes two weeks in advance, have the shingles brought into a uh, temperature-controlled warehouse at our supplier so we're not delivering basically bricks instead of shingles out to the roof. 
We will tear off the roof and get it dried in in one day, have the shingles ship the next day warm so that we can get them on right away uh, while the shingles are still pliable. That's number one, I think, is the most important part. The second part to that is the concern for roofing in the wintertime is the shingle sealing. Uh, we will use a compliant, whatever Owens Corning asks for, and adhesive to actually manually hand seal every single shingle. So it's labor-intensive. There isn't a lot of cost in the material for that. Maybe your average roof, two to $300. It's more so the labor to physically seal every single shingle. That takes a while. Scott, Dennis, I mean, have you guys ever had work done in, in the middle of the winter or done work in the middle of winter and just, just thought it, they can't be oh, quality workers? Many times, uh, especially new construction projects, I just I just go back to the 90s one time when I was out in the field a lot and the company I worked for did a lot of new constructions. Yep. And, off the lake and the wind is coming from the northwest Ooh. and you got a huge bay window open and it just cuts right through you and it's 15 below it's just crazy and like why are you even working in this you, <laughs> you see you gotta have your gloves off to handle screws right. and it's just insane and i remember i broke a a snip i dropped it on the on the floor and it was a my big andy snip and the handle just shattered because oh, it was so cold out. you know i, I made maybe there was a defect in it too but it's like this isn't even right, man. Why are we out here? It's yeah. tough, too. Yeah, compressors freezing well, up. That's what I was just going to say. Airlines, your, even... your air tools, you can't even use those. Yep. I mean, I didn't have to deal with that, but... What what about in the in the world of metal? I mean, do you do you see problems happen with, with guys installing in, in some of the, these temperatures? No, I, I would say the biggest thing that we all have to just have patience. You know, um, when it's spring, summer, and fall, our artists, our contractors are able to do things a lot quicker. Right. I mean, the biggest thing in the winter is just having patience. It's true. Um, you know, the homeowner, I mean, things aren't going to happen as quick, and we still want it to be done correctly. So that's the biggest thing that I um, that I would suggest is just the patience and the you know, end of it. Absolutely. That's a good we, point. We, we hear it all the time. Well, I don't want this project to draw out and take, you know, I don't want it to be six weeks. I don't want to have a dumpster in my driveway for six weeks. Okay, well. But you want it, the project done, <laughs> do you, right? You want it done correctly, right? And then you hear the, the opposite. You know, I don't want people working when it's, 10 below. I don't want people working when it's freezing cold because that's bad quality, but I want the job done, but I want this, that, and the other. And so, yeah, I think we all, us contractors, homeowners alike, we all want the same thing. You want the same right. goal at the end, a good completed project. It's just we may see differently on how it's gonna. we're going to get to that goal, and the, the paths uh, look differently before when, when we're getting started. Well, just because you installed in the summer or the wintertime doesn't mean that one project's going to be done better than the other one. Remember, uh, as things advance, modern technology, also building products and building science advances. For instance, there's a company we use caulking, OSI is the name of the caulking. They make a product called a Quad Max that can be installed down to negative 20. I've literally seen this caulking come out of a freezer, shot it with a temperature gun, it was negative 10, okay? Opened it, popped it, spread it underneath water, stuck on vinyl siding. Negative 10, okay? Underwater, stuck to vinyl siding. That's like, that's NASA stuff. That's out of this world. And then you used it on your house after that. I did not, because my house <laughs> didn't need any caulking at that time. But I'm just what I'm saying is, it doesn't mean that you're going to get a less quality of an installation just because it's done in the wintertime if the contractor is doing the things that they're supposed to. Nice. Well, we are up against a break when we come back. We're going to talk furnace maintenance and how to know when your furnace may be on the fritz. That and more right here on the All Around Home Improvement Hour. We'll be back.
Welcome back, Twin Cities News Talk listeners. <laughs> We're just talking about uh, how every once in a while a grown man will squeal, you know, and it's like a midlife puberty. Or... How do you not laugh, though, right? I mean, I laugh at myself if I do that. I know, every once in a while. Like, right. Kids, go back to your room. <laughs> oh, bad dad's really serious this time. Yeah, yeah. I'm the boss. <laughs> swear. No, but uh, hanging out in studio with the Polish Powerhouse. This is the all-around home improvement hour every noon on Saturday from one noon to one. That is, and I'm hanging out also with Dennis Ricard with High Road Heating and Cooling, and Scott Tober with Quality Edge. So, uh, Dennis, glad to have you back on the show. High Road Heating and Cooling, kind of the hometown team for us. Uh, Polish Powerhouse and I are from the western suburbs, and we love the smaller company that uh, represents uh, the the all-around home improvement hour here in the heating and cooling uh, category. What's keeping you busy right now? I mean, what's got you guys, uh, what's got your wheels turning? Well, that's a uh, busy time of year for us. There's a lot of stuff going on. So right now we're, we're finishing up all of our furnace tune-ups. Those are pretty much all wrapped up. Uh, and with the long, with those come a uh, furnace replacements. Of course, so repairs. right now we're starting to run those things and they're starting to be uh, worked on a little bit harder. So they're they're starting to fail. They got some noises coming out of them, and you get to the point where, you know, it's twenty five years old. You know, we've had I had one that was like thirty three years old the other day that was looked really really good, but they had a couple issues with it that you know you're looking at expensive repairs. You know, rebates are out there. You know, from the utility and whatnot, it's a good time to replace it. So they right. they pulled the trigger and replace it, which was a good thing because now they just start realizing savings right away within their gas bill every, every well, month. They so. got a brand new furnace for the upcoming oh. probably. I'm assuming it's going to be a brutal winter. Yeah, that's what it sounds it's like. It started pretty early this year. It kind of like snap of a finger. One day it was summer, yeah. and it was a Friday, and I was wearing shorts. And then the next week I had a sweatshirt and shorts on. There was really no fall this year. I I missed the fall. Did somebody, uh, do you know where the fall went? That I has to affect you guys, though, right? I mean, because it's well, like. Well, people, they get, you know, kind of, they procrastinate more. I don't know. That's what they were with that. Or you get shocked it's, it's warm because it like just that. changes. I do everything waiting. exactly when I'm supposed to. You know, what, you know what, though? You guys, you guys were, I think I did your guys' like at the beginning of September. You did, yeah. yeah so I was like, boom, we're done right yeah. away. Yeah, we got up on that list. So, you know. But people wait and wait and wait. Then they turn their furnace on. like, oh, it's not working. Can you come out? Well, let's check the calendar. We can get out there next Thursday. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, we're. And we're expanding at the at the company. We got more people now. So we're do you have two sticks? Rub them together yeah. for a while. I'll be there. You know, in a couple weeks. Yes. Eric just had. His, he's got like a fuel oil furnace or whatever. Is that what am I calling that? Yep, right you're there? right. And he was having to mess around with that yesterday and get it going or something. Or, or our production manager. Yeah. Sorry, Eric, Eric production manager at all around. So right. no people don't. Well, I can relate because he's like, is. yeah, it was 53 degrees in my house. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound like very good sleeping. Actually, it sounds like really good sleeping weather. It doesn't sound like very good getting up weather. I don't even know if I would use a fan if it was 53 in the house. <laughs> it's a couple times in that camper it's been at least cold, 53 yeah. or colder But uh, over at deer camp. But and anyhow, so you get you get inundated with phone calls because there really was no fall. It yeah. just kind of went from summer to winter. People are turning it on. So how would you know kind of ahead of time? You know, I know I have an older furnace. I don't know. When I bought, bought the house, I, it wasn't brand new then. Uh, it works. Yeah, I changed the filter. Beyond that, how do you know? Okay, so you call us up, we come out, get you on the schedule, and one of us come out there and we uh, we analyze, you know, we take a look at the furnace, we inspect it, we look for unusual characteristics as far as operation goes. Uh, we've got the tools and analyzers and stuff to investigate farther that what we can't see. Basically, we're looking for carbon monoxide. So if you ever have a cracking heat exchanger, you can yep. introduce carbon monoxide in your airstream, which of course is deadly. Right. So that's what we're worried about. 
a lot of components, and we've preached this before, and you've said it many times, that we always try to repair your, your furnace first because a lot of people have budgets, but we give you options. That's the biggest thing is that, you know, I don't know what anybody, everybody's situation is. You know, I'll make my best recommendation, and a lot of times people will ask me, well, what would you do? And I would tell them what I would do. I'd be out front with you right away and say, hey, you know what? We're looking at, you know, 18 years. We're past the, the realistic life of the furnace. You're looking at a pretty major repair here. Let's let's price out something different for you and give you options. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, it was it was like when when my furnace was going bad, I had you folks come out and look at it, and I think it, there was it was it would have been eight hundred dollars to to fix it, uh, but given the age, do you really want to put eight hundred dollars into something where you can get something brand new for just over two thousand? Yeah, you, right? might, you might fix that thing three times in two years. Yeah, and right. you could have just bought a new furnace. That's exactly right. So you, that was great to have those options yeah. and to be able to decide what's what's best. We ended up going uh, new, and I I. I barely use the thing. Well, that's the thing with you. You're, that furnace is going to last you your lifetime because you don't use the furnace the way most people do. Right. We're, use it as an air distribution device for moving I, right. air around. From Burning wood, oil. that's right. i got to give a shout-out to uh, Dwayne out there with Class Act uh, or Central Boiler Systems out there in Montrose, right? Dwayne's a good guy. He sells a lot of wood-burning stoves for the people that burn wood. And I'm sure Dwayne's listening to the show. Right? Yeah, absolutely. But it's great to have the furnace as a backup, too, and sometimes I don't want to burn wood. Right, or if you're, you know, you get the, you get the beginning season, if you do have a cold day, you haven't really wanted to fire the boiler up yet, you know, then you can run the furnace and just heat the house that way. Or if you leave town for a period of time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Nick's not around to throw wood in the fire right. while you're gone. That's right. Or you guys are that. both gone or whatever, and... Chances yeah. are, if he's out of town, I'm probably also out of town. Yeah, yeah well, I, I know. <laughs> I talk about burning Especially wood now as with if, ice fishing coming up. <laughs> I talk about burning wood as if everybody does it or something. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not too common. Um, and honestly, if you're doing it to save money, I don't recommend. That's probably not the do. way to do it. No, there's there's other ways to save money, but it, there is uh, something cool about having a fire going all season long, yeah. and doing the wood splitting thing, and and the girls get involved, and it's it's neat if you enjoy uh, chainsaws and wood splitters and. Living out in the country like that, it's a great way. Plus, we heat an outside building. Well, as I say, you've got a couple of buildings you're heating with out there too, and it just makes sense the way you do it. You got one heating source to do the whole thing. My yeah. dad heated with with wood for twelve or fourteen years. I can't remember what it was, but I told my God he was crazy. But the situation he had with the way the wood showed up at his house. Yep. All we had to do was cut and split it, and we never had to go hunt it down or anything like that. Yeah, so it worked out really good. That's right. Well, yeah, I'm I curious gotta... to know. I'm sorry we're, to go back to. I don't mean to change the subject, but furnaces, because no. I'm sitting here thinking. So you replaced your furnace, but obviously that only does your house. What about like uh, square footage wise? Is there a certain size that says, "Hey, this is your normal residential house furnace. You have to go to something bigger." Not necessarily. Actually, most of the time. When a furnace is getting replaced, you end up going with a smaller BTU mount furnace because it's more efficient. So a, a higher, a lower efficient furnace requires more BTUs because you're losing percentage of the chimney. What would be average BTUs? Eighty thousand. Eighty thousand. Oh wow. Okay. Eighty thousand. Yeah. yeah that's I was say forty that's, or fifty. I think yours is right about. If not, it might be just a touch bigger. But yeah. yeah. That's a lot of British thermal units. Yeah. That, yeah. You're moving there. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I see I'm what just, you did there. Yeah, you know, I mean, throwing it around. Stan, could you mark one point on the board, please, for Charles? <laughs> Ding! <laughs> or whatever. It, it is good to know that there are options, though, right, based on the size of your house and stuff. Well, so what happens is if your furnace is, you know, we, we crap it out, we come out there, Robin or whoever's out there, and uh, we typically do a heat loss. I mean, every... 
permit pole is supposed to have a heat loss with this, so that gets done. It's a low calculation to, to, that determines how many BTUs your house is going to use to heat, needs to heat the house at a certain temperature. So that gets done. So therefore, we're not just throwing anything in, you know, the day you throw your thumb up. It's not an educated guess. You, no, you it's, it's calculated. Evidence. It's science. Yeah, there's science yeah. behind it. So, Oh, that's awesome. It's good to know. Well, so let me ask you, with uh, the cold season coming, people aren't really having their windows open as much. So indoor air quality becomes an issue. It can be, yeah, especially with uh, houses built in uh, probably the mid-late 90s and they started tightening things up. And we didn't really require any kind of air exchange at that point. Uh, you may notice moisture in your windows. Maybe you had the problem with your win- you know, windows having to be replaced and you yep. don't have to worry about that again. Uh, hopefully your window guy, and I'm sure you guys do this, would recommend some kind of air exchange in the house to keep the moisture from building up. We can come in and take care of that for you. Or you're... Uh, Going back to the quality of the air inside, also that'll exchange the air, bringing in fresh air all year round. Mm-hmm. But then there's filtration, you know, yeah. options we can go with. There's sterilizations with UV lights we can Let's install talk those. Real quick with the filters, I have the UV light. You okay, put that system in. Yep. Here, here's a. I mean, we get asked this all the time: lifetime filters or just the cheap ones. I love it when you bring that up because we had this conversation before. There is a lifetime filter to me. When somebody says you have a lifetime filter, you, you put it in and forget about it, and that's not the case. You Most filters are replaceable, need to be replaced every month. Some can go quarterly, and in some cases, every year. Uh, there's a high-efficient filter that can go a year. But it says lifetime right on it. Right, yeah. so you just put it in, and yeah. then it just yeah. cleans For it's $180, not... I'll never have to replace my filter again. I mean, it says it right well, on there. Yeah, yeah, we won't replace it, but you have to maintain that filter still. Yeah. Did you read the five pages of fine print? Always. <laughs> Always. I read them really quickly. It's a like genius style. Just, right. Just bzz, bzz, Lifetime bzz, of 30-day filter yeah. is what Every, they really every, meant to right. say. Yeah. Everything we said in claim is not true. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Another good one, too, when you go and you see it was good up to 90 days. Well, it could be good up to 90 days. You know, Maybe in September when you're not using your cooling and your air, or your heating and right. you have three months of September, then maybe it could go 90 days, but... I just I don't ever see a one inch filter can go ninety days without getting halfway sucked into the furnace blower. No way. There's so. just no way. Yeah, mine's been sucked in a couple times. Is it? Yeah, it sucks when that that'll shut the whole. I mean, that'll shut down right away. Oh, right? It didn't make it all the way. It probably didn't make it all the way. Yeah. His, no, no, just just yeah. actually, I think on his furnace, the filter gets caught in the motor before it gets sucked into the blower cage. Yep. yep. So I've got protection against. That's good. My own, my own uh, deferred maintenance. All right, listen, we're up against the halfway mark. You're going to get your Fox News update, and we'll be right back on the All Around Home Improvement Hour right after this. Yeah, Twin Cities News Talk listeners, welcome back. This is the one and only All Around Home Improvement Hour. The lines are wide open, but that might not be that way forever. 651-989-5855. 651-989-5855 is the number to call. And actually, you can also reach out to us during the week because guess what? This isn't our day job. We don't get paid to do this. We are contractors. We are in Golden Valley, local. We're exterior-based, so we mainly focus on roofing, siding, and windows. Mm-hmm. And when you work with all around... You have the one and only Polish powerhouse as your head of production. Yes. He's the one that's ordering the different materials. Sometimes a good thing, sometimes not. <laughs> and uh, and you get a great local company that cares about what we do. We have a, a stake in our community. We're a year-round operation, so we're not shut down in the winter months or traveling to chase uh, storms elsewhere. 
We want to be a solution for you for anything exterior related and honestly, anything home improvement related. That's why we do this show. You can also go to our website and click on the trusted affiliates tab. And there you will see all the trusted affiliates and the partners of our team, not only just on the radio show, but these are companies, vendors, subcontractors, trades, people that we work with day in and day out. And they're people that we know you can count on. Um, from anything such as heating and cooling to electrical work. Actually, uh, Dennis, I think you're sitting in today technically for Kim Zimmer over at Electric City, right? Yeah, yeah, we are. And she gave us a call the other day and said, hey, can you cover for us or do you want to take our spot? And here we are. So. Yeah, so the electrifying Kim Zimmer gave the pass. Um, I don't know how anyone could pass the opportunity to be on the show, right? I changed my schedule to make it here. Right, yeah, exactly. I know. There's a line outside of people waiting to get yeah. autographs yeah. and everything. Could have went four-wheeling maybe, so but no. A lot, lot of popularity here. Um, yes, yes, it's a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You finally made it, yes. Scott. You made it. Yes. So, uh, Dennis, be- before we uh, open up the conversation about uh, Quality Edge and outdoor uh, living, how can people get involved? I mean, it, people, if they have questions about their furnace, if they need it looked at, if they're having problems, if they, the house just isn't warming up the way that it used to, What's the best way to get involved? The best way to get a hold of us and get a, get some action out of us is to call the office at 763-477-3331. We also do have a website, highroadheating.com. So when when you call the number, you're, you just, you'll know you're calling the right company if this Southern Bell answers the phone. Yep, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah answers the phone, and you'll wonder if you're getting an answering service from somewhere, but no, she actually is in the office sitting in Rockford. Just a slight yeah. accent. Yeah, it is great. I just, when she talks, I just tell her to keep on talking. Just <laughs> want to hear more. It's, a, it's just awesome. But, uh, no, thank you very much. Uh, and the website? Highroadheating.com. Highroadheating.com. Listeners, and you can always also always go to allaround.com. Can you stick around for the rest of the show? Be, be glad to. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So, Nick, we yes. got a guy in studio here with us. It's his first time on the radio. Yep. You can only go up from here, okay, because this is radio entry level 101. Right. Here, okay. Uh, but there are... 15,000 listeners, so don't be nervous. You know, no, nothing to be nervous about. Right. <laughs> I talk all the time. And this is what you talk about all the time, right? Yes, that's correct. He's yeah. like, why don't you stop talking so I can start? And you actually bought, uh, brought a special friend behind you who's laughing at you as we speak, or laughing with you, one of the two. Well, with, with I'm oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, so well, we're glad to have you. So, Scott, this year we started featuring one of your products, and we were intrigued. We noticed uh, that it was something that we wanted to add to our arsenal of things that we do to improve people's homes. When Nick saw the product right away, he wanted to learn more. So he attended uh, or, or did different things to, to learn more about it. You had some courses, some classes, some online in- installation classes that he had taken. He kind of dove into the culture, and now we are installing. and We're, we're I think, uh, the state's only uh, quality edge preferred installer. Or, uh, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's... Pro-contractor. Pro-contractor. Okay, so I'm butchering the, the term. but you were, in the right, you were heading in the right direction. Quality edge under decking. The stuff looks fantastic. Let's talk about it. I mean, where, where did it come from, and, and why is it taking off? Well, the great thing about quality edge is uh, we pretty much manufacture everything, steel and aluminum, for the exterior of the home. Okay. Um, and I would say that we're one step ahead of... Our competition, just the way that we do things, we always keep, you know, our contractors, our homeowners in mind. We almost put ourselves in the homeowner's shoes. 
what would you want done to your house? Right. I mean, when we when we're lucky enough to be able to do something to our house, we want it to last a long, long time. Yep. Like we say in this business, everything's minimal maintenance. There's nothing maintenance free. Correct. But you know, at least it's one less thing to do. To take it off the honey do list, right? Right. Um. You know, once our once our house is uh, redone. But like I said, well, that's what you call that list. I call it the never done list. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. It it never stops. But right. at least you take one thing off of it, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but uh, the great thing, like I said, about Quality Edge is uh, we're a manufacturing company out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. We've been around since 1989, um, and we're all about relationships like with you guys. You guys are great. What an incredible company. we got to have this guy back off. What an incredible company that you guys you know, think about your homeowners first and foremost each and every day. I mean, listen to your great commercials, right? Right. <laughs> right. You either um, love them or hate them. Oh, I love them. Um, but like I said, you know, we have products like the Inside Out, like you were talking about. You know, in Minnesota, we have three seasons, spring, summer, fall. It's all about adding adding, um, adding something to your house. You can spend more time out, outside. Um, and, you know, by adding the Inside Out, you're, you're able to put an underdecking product that has that wow factor to it. Yeah, underdecking. So for those that... Yeah, paint a picture I'm here. Just, just curious what we're talking about. We're talking about if you have a deck and you're underneath it and you look up, that space right there, that, that ceiling basically uh, that you have, normally it's just the framing, the trusses, the, the joists the, of, of your deck, yep. what's yep. holding up. You can up. see your composite decking. Yeah, you can see light. You can see it a lot of times it's spider webs. Uh, you know, it gets kind of mm-hmm. dingy under there, but... We're talking about creating a soffited area or a finished ceiling. You could you could technically call it a ceiling that just looks fantastic, but then it serves another purpose as, as well. It is a water channel, and it diverts water into a drainage gutter, yep. and the gutter then diverts water away from your home. So it allows you to enjoy the space underneath your deck, which was probably not space you would really do much with before, so you're creating more outdoor living space, and you're creating a really good-looking area to be in as well. I tell people it's simple and sophisticated at the same time, which seems weird. They look at me like, what the heck are you talking about? Yeah, what, what, you, I mean what do you know about sophistication? It's huh? simple in the fact that it looks elegant. It looks great when it's done. You see basically, like Charles said, a soffit. You see what looks like an aluminum-paneled soffit in whatever color you picked, and it covers the underside of your deck, so it's simple in that aspect. It's sophisticated, and what you can't see is is what happens underneath that, or above that, I should say, not underneath that, or underneath your deck if you're standing from above. And the preparation that goes into being able to put this system, the configuration of, okay, where what's the best place to bring the water? Where are we going to bring it? Uh, at what level do we need to pitch the water here? There's a lot of variables that go into doing that. So it is sophisticated in the fact that, planning it and laying it out but once it's done it's very simple looking and what it does is like what you said it keeps that space from underneath your deck from getting wet and you can now enjoy it how much uh does it drop down below this the bottom of the deck do you have to pitch it from the house back i mean what are you usually looking at there yeah it's an eighth of an inch yeah it's eighth of an inch for every foot that you pitch it you know the first thing you do like like the nick was saying is Figure out where you want your gutter to go because that's the way you're going to pitch your panels right. towards it. Right. Um, so, like I said, for every foot, it's an eighth of an inch. Okay. And you know, color wise, like I said, it's the wow factor. I mean, you have um, you have five wood grain colors, and you actually have eight solid colors. 
um, to be able to do that. And you can even add ceiling fans, lights. I mean, it can be a finished product when you're done. Yeah, that's the part that just blows me away is, you know, ceiling fans underneath the deck, lights underneath the deck. Where is this water going? I mean, you actually create flashing and channels that that sends the water the way you want it to go around the light yeah and even and and to part of your question too dennis sometimes we're even sending the water i know it may seem odd or not not what you want to do but we're sending the water towards Towards the house house into a gutter that then goes ties into the other system it's going into a tile or something like that half of them probably it's probably 50 50 that goes into the house and you asked about the side visual right because people do ask that a lot what does it look like from the side so just to give you a, a quick mindset of this, traditionally on a deck, it has like a fascia or a skirting around it, right? Yep. And generally that fascia, let's just say it's cedar for this instance, that hangs down uh, traditionally when you build a deck, you have about an inch to an inch and a half that hangs past the actual joist. So that inch and a half covers the first inch and a half of that side channel that you would otherwise see of the quality okay. edge. So, I mean, aesthetically, from the sides of your deck, uh, you, you know, what you see there isn't anything that looks out of place whatsoever. And then, furthermore, what some people will try to do is if the deck is stained, uh, other situations we've had where they try to match that color. So if you have that cedar toned look to it, the color that they're going with, I don't know, then if there's a couple different tan brownish colors in that scheme where you can get something that kind of accents or complements or even really blends in with the color that your deck already is. So you don't necessarily have to extend your skirt down lower. You've got something built in to cover yep, that to make exactly. that look. Yeah, and you can always put on, you know, like um, composite fascia board after the fact if you really want to hide that channel system. Yeah, you can really cover that up. Well, and, I mean, just like anything else, there's a lot of on-site little modifications and tricks of the trade that these installers use to hide the imperfections or to make it look fantastic and things that just happen on site that you can't can't answer every single installation question until sometimes you get on. Well, every deck's different too, right? It's an existing deck. How much is that deck settled? You know, so we have, that is the challenge in essence is really what's the best way to pitch the water. You don't really know until you get out there, you start snapping lines, you get a level out there, and you can start seeing, hey, this deck is actually pitched towards the house. So sometimes the deck makes the decision for you. It's not really what you would want to do. It's you got to work within what the deck already is. So if you're putting it on a deck that's 10 to 15 years, old which we do on some older decks maybe they've refaced the deck but they kept the framing the deck is settled it is where it's going to be right. and by no means is any deck just absolutely always perfect the way you want it well so. and i like something that you said earlier scott you called the tradesmen artists oh yeah i mean they're artists i mean like we were just talking about earlier working in the winter mm-hmm. you know being an artist but it really takes that you know um contractor to be an artist especially with this product it's a product that's not going to leak if it's installed right. right. If all the prep work prior to that is done correctly, you're not yeah. going to have issues with it. Doing but good, it's all about that prep work. Yeah, doing good metal work is absolutely an art. Uh, it's it's a different form of carpentry, and it does take a lot of time. Folks, we're up against our last break. When we come back, we'll have a real estate update from our good friend Ryan O'Neill and more on Quality Edge. We'll be right back. Hey, Twin Cities, welcome back to the All-Around Home Improvement Hour. Let's go to our good friend who's waiting patiently on the line, 
Ryan O'Neill, fearless leader of the Minnesota real estate team. He's also a licensed real estate agent with Remax Advantage Plus. He's a concert pianist and just a all-around good guy. Yule Log star. Yes. Oh, and we'll be on the Yule Log this year as well. Ryan, what do you got for us, bud? Hey, great show, guys. A lot of a uh, lot of outstanding info as always. Just a quick thought for uh, for the listeners today. There's a lot of tax talk going on uh, in Washington at the Capitol, and no one knows obviously what's going to happen for sure. But one of the interesting things they're discussing is how it will affect real estate investors. And some of the conclusions that people are coming to with the new um, proposals is that uh, the uh, tax plan will benefit real estate investors. We do actually a monthly investment property seminar in Bloomington. It's coming up this Tuesday night from 630 to 8. I actually put the seminar on myself, and it's really real-world investing experience. I'm a longtime landlord here in the Twin Cities, and it's um, it's not just um, kind of a, a positive uh, approach uh, or take on real estate investing. Really, I share everything, the good, the bad, and um, you know how you can get into real estate investing or continue on for that matter. Talk a lot about being a landlord. Uh, about rent collection, finding tenants, finding properties. It's really uh, real-world advice and less um, kind of books and tapes and fluff. No credit card machines at the back of the room, and it's a, it's a fun time, and I think people enjoy the event. So mnrealestateshow.com is where you can find the info this coming Tuesday night, Bloomington, France Place. It's free. Stop on out. We'd love to have you. Ryan, you support tax increases, don't you? <laughs> you know, you love to dive into collusion, don't you, Charles? Yeah, you know, we should collude about it sometime, <laughs> um, and we should talk about how high they could possibly bring the taxes. I don't, you know, I just, I, w- I want to see them hit some records. It's... These thoughts by Charles and the Polish powerhouse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. Hey, Ryan, we appreciate it. We do encourage all the listeners to check out those seminars. Real life information from real people. No gimmicks, no books, no credit card machines. Maybe a pianist in the back playing the piano. Uh, that would definitely draw me in. Ryan, thanks so much, bud. Have a great rest of your weekend. Have a great weekend, guys. All right. Kind of put him on the spot there a little bit there. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Taxes. Hey, well, you know. Yeah. Anyhow. Wouldn't be you if you weren't doing that. Yeah, exactly right. They gave me a microphone for some weird reason. Um, So we're hanging out in studio here with Dennis Ricard from High Road Heating and Cooling. He's been in here just making sure we stay warm. Also, we have Scott Tobert with Quality Edge. And when we talk Quality Edge, we're talking primarily um, products that go on the exterior of your house, and we're talking primarily metal products, correct? Yes, any aluminum and steel you can think of for the exterior, whether it's water water management tools, you know, to be able to do it correctly when you're um, when you're actually doing the install. So yes, but we also um, back to the inside out real quick. Um, don't think the smallest or the biggest deck. We make panels anywhere from ten footers all the way up to a customized uh, 25-footer. That's a good point. So, I mean, just you know, look at your deck and you're like, ah, I don't know, it's pretty big, which is a good thing. We do make, we can customize uh, the product to fit your deck. 
Um, and and the and the best thing is is that a good way to look at the product um, would be to go to the um, the link, which is Inside Out underdeck.com and there's before and after pictures there shows everything about the product and then you guys get to see the pro contractors information like all around um is on that website too yeah we have seen some dramatic changes uh on our customers outdoor living space so primarily what we see is somebody will take the space and create uh, a patio or a spa area you know a place to put a uh, hot, hot tub. Hot tub. Yep. These new barbecues made out uh, of stone. I'll just right? say yeah. outdoor kitchen kind did of Did you see too. the, you saw the one that we did, right, with the outdoor kitchen? Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Uh, outdoor so. kitchens. Um, we have tiki bars. Uh, people are making really yep. interesting looking bars. I think it's all really, really cool. I know personally I would get a ton of use out of that. I don't have a deck, otherwise I, I would do it, but. Um, it's just really interesting. Yeah, for anyone that has a deck, especially on a walkout, right? Because usually your deck, you you have a sliding glass door below where that deck would be. Mm-hmm. Once you build it, that is a great opportunity to put uh, quality edge, the inside out under decking on, and make that space usable. You could put pavers, pour a concrete slab, do whatever you want down there. But now you have a space that you can go outside of the rain. Some people will take that space and then screen it in. We've we've done ones where they've done it in phases where uh, they they built the deck. Then phase two was quality edge, and then phase three was, okay, now we put screens, we put a door on that. Now you have a three-season porch. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to mention, we've been asked before, oh, is this like that stuff that, that got real popular, you know, five, ten years ago, and then and then it failed and created all kinds of problems and water drainage problems. and um, No, it's not like, the, actually, the reason they came up with this stuff to to be better than what was uh, made a long time ago. And it's it's not installed while the deck is being put up. It's installed after the deck is is put up and can be installed at any time after the deck is installed. What were you going to say? It can. I was going to talk about some of the other products you're talking about. A lot of those are like uh, PVCs, vinyl, plastic products. Uh, let me tell you something. In Minnesota, putting a, de- uh, a product underneath your deck that relies heavily on caulking and silicone and plastic, which expands and contracts a lot, is never going to work. It's a recipe for disaster. I like how you put that. Let me tell you something. There's a reason why those systems just don't work. Sure, I mean, it kind of keeps the water, and then it all leaks in one spot, so you can't put a chair there, but you didn't put that on there, so you have leaks in three spots. You did it so it leaks in no Yeah, spots. it's like the PVC gutters that I tell people all the time. Just get rid of them. Yeah. They're causing you more problems. You see that waterfall over there? Whoa. It's going right into your foundation. Well, if they f- you get water in there, if they're plugged up, they freeze up. What happens to ice when it freezes? Cracks. It just blows it all up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. That's what's great about your product. It's allowed to move. It doesn't rely on things like that for it to be uh, waterproof like it is right now. So we also have some examples of QE underdecking, again, quality edge underdecking on our Facebook page. Uh, go on Facebook, search all around. We're not the little boot company. Uh, we have the A with the swoosh around it. That's a Minnesota-based contractor. Go on there. Like us if you like us. If you don't, there's not a don't like button. Sorry. Uh, but check out the photos that we have on there of the Quality Edge. There's some fantastic outdoor living spaces that people have been able to now enjoy for longer parts of the year and when it's raining outside. I think it's great. Um, Scott, what do you think, man? First time on the radio? I, you think you hit it out of the park or what? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there'll be opportunities of other radio stations with this kind of voice. Knocking on my door right now. What do you think, Tara? Do you think he's going to last? Is this? I 
Okay, good. Great. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. Appreciate you guys. What's the best way for people to get involved with Quality Edge? Well, the best thing is is just to go to a local distributor, um, Lumberyard. You can find all our products. Our, our website is great, qualityedge.com. Um, there's all of our products, and you know we're more than uh, just an inside-out manufacturer. Uh, everyone out there, don't forget about steel siding. It's a lot better than Grandma's uh, You're steel taking s- us right to the end, buddy. Steel Have a good one, folks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>